Today's episode is a first in a series I will be doing on Latinas working in the beauty industry. As a Mexican-American, it is really important for me to highlight the careers and successes of other Latinas working in the beauty industry. You're listening to The Beauty Debut. I'm your host, Claudia Fabian. As someone who has spent over 25 years in the beauty industry as an esthetician, makeup artist, and in professional sales, I want to share what I've learned. Allow me to be your beauty avatar and give you a behind-the-scenes look at what it's really like to work in the world of beauty. And follow me as I navigate how to age gracefully. And remember, it's never too late to make your debut. This podcast is about all things beauty inside and out. Tune in every week to hear my conversations with the amazing professionals who are working in all aspects of the beauty industry. Get the scoop on the latest trends and learn firsthand insider tips and tricks to help you look and feel your very best. I'm so happy to have you here. The Beauty Debut starts now. Linda Moore, I'm so excited to have you on today's episode of the Beauty Debut. Now, for those listening, Linda is a local TV personality appearing, um, is it weekly or monthly, Linda, on the Fox 5 More show here in Las Vegas? I'm actually on monthly, but it's on every single day. The the Moore show's on every morning from 10 a.m. to 11 11 a.m. Yeah, and you're sharing all the amazing latest gadgets and skincare and beauty. And mm-hmm. you also have a very successful local spa and boutique called Skin Bar. And it's been in business for mm-hmm. over, well, a little bit over 15 years, um, coming on 16 years. Um, you established that yeah. in 2004, which is amazing. And I'm so excited for you to share your beauty journey as well as all of, you know, maybe some of your tips for success because Skin Bar is definitely a Las Vegas staple. So thank you so much for being on the show today. So yes, Skin Bar started in 2004 and I've always had a passion for skincare since the age of four. My aunt owned a salon and I would go to the salon and she would just glam me up. I would have fair faucet hair uh, when I would walk out of the salon and I just love that feeling. And I was four years old. <laughs> so I have You're a faucet hair. So what is this like 1973, 72? I think we're the same age. Yeah. I'm 52. Okay. We're, we're fighting. I, I love how you say we're fighting the aging process. I'm right there with you. I'm, yes, I'm fighting always. it, girl. <laughs> um, so I was born in 68. So whatever, four years, 72. Oh. And then when I started having acne at the age of 11, and it was horrible and uh, suffered with acne um, really all throughout my teen years and in my 20s as well. And I thought that I was doing everything right. I was using the sea breeze, you know, toner yeah. that's full of alcohol and then Noxzema. Remember Noxzema? I don't know if yes. it's still on at Noxzema in, in the tub. So I'd wash my face with that. And um, I had horrible skin and a horrible diet. And I didn't understand how to really take care of my skin. And we really weren't, you know, we weren't um, 
wealthy, so I never went to a, get a facial or anything like that. I don't even know if really that was around back then. But it wasn't, Linda. Um, don't you're you know you're not alone. I was actually just talking with my mom today about that. You know, I don't remember, you know, we didn't go to the salon to get our, our hair done for school dances or our makeup done. Like that just wasn't a thing when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it wasn't around. So I, um, yeah, I was always passionate about makeup and skincare and would always read, you know, magazines, whatever I could get my hands on. And then, um, I went to college. I really wanted to go to beauty school, but my parents said, you know, no way you cannot go to beauty school. That is not a good career and you need to be something, you know, a lawyer, or a teacher. And so I really struggled um, trying to find, you know, what I wanted to do because in my, in the back of my head, I thought I really want to be in the beauty industry, but I don't know you know, I can't disappoint my parents, you know, we're, we're talking Latino parents that, yeah. you know, did worked hard and you just don't want to disappoint them. Um, so I went to college and um, it took me forever to finish. <laughs> I went to Santa Monica College. I'm from LA. I went to Santa Monica College, a junior college for about six years when I should have gone only for two years and then transferred <laughs> to a small university called Cal State LA uh, to get my teaching degree. And when I was doing my um, student teaching, I realized that I really don't like kids. So this is going to be a, another struggle. Um, I mean, I love my own kids, but working with kids, I, I, it wasn't my passion. And I was like, I don't want to do this. So I ended up going to beauty school after <laughs> so many years. And, um, I, my first job out of college was, um, I'm kind of backtracking a little bit, was with a company called Aroma Vera, and it was an essential oil company, and I absolutely loved it. It was essential oils, and they also had skincare, and um, I was working at Aroma Vera while going to esthetician school, so you know how beauty school is. I oh, mean, it's <laughs> a nightmare. We <laughs> I mean, it, no offense yeah, to all the amazing teachers. It's just a struggle to get through it, right? right. <laughs> it, it is a struggle. But on my second day, I was so excited. My teacher got fired or whatever. I forgot what, you know, something like that. And so um, the eight, you know, esthetician students, we just kind of learned on our own. And I would bring masks from Aromavera and essential oils, and we would play with the oils and just really, you know, learn about skincare just with each other, you know, that's pretty yeah. much an independent study. So um, after that, after I went to school, after I graduated, I um, got a great job with Dr. Howard Murad and he has a spa at, um, in El Segundo, California. And um, I, Dr. Murad is just fantastic and his skincare is wonderful as well. And I worked, though, the business part of it, I was a, a sales rep for Dr. Murad, inside sales rep. And I learned so much because Dr. Murad had educators and the educators would teach the sales reps just really about the foundation of skincare and um, really, you know, how it works on the skin. And so it was, I was just a sponge and I was learning so much with um, the Murad company. 
And that's and, exciting because that's when he was really becoming just, you know, really, you know, I guess a star in the industry yeah. with, um, you know, Dr. Murad. He was. Mm-hmm. That must have been really yeah, exciting to be a part yeah. of that. It, it was so exciting. It was 1994, 95. And so he had his infomercial. And so he was a celebrity or he still is. I mean, a lot of people respect him. He, he really um, is the first one that came out with, you know, medical skincare, I feel like for the mm-hmm. estheticians and glycolic acid. So I worked with Dr. Murad and I moved to Las Vegas now in 1996. And I, um, I, went into his office and kind of gave my notice. And he said, you know, we don't have outside sales reps. So why don't you try it out in Las Vegas? And I thought, oh my gosh, I just love you. So <laughs> that's what happened. I became an outside sales rep for Murad in Las Vegas. And I just, just killed it out here in yeah. Las Vegas with Murad. And I mean, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, and that was such a great time so, for Vegas, too, because Vegas was just growing, and it must have been, you know, just a totally different yeah. world than it is now um, in regards to the amount of, you know, I think, A, reps that are out there, and then skincare brands, mm-hmm. right? There wasn't a lot of that yes. back at that time. So, yeah, you really got the yeah. uh, golden egg, so to speak. <laughs> I got, I, yes, I got the golden egg, uh-huh. and then... Um, and then I started having a family and all that. Um, left Murad, went to pharmaceutical sales. I just, you know, I, as a rep, um, and you probably understand this too, and a lot of people listening too that are in sales, it's like you always want something better, right? You're always looking for something better and, you know, more money or a car and all that. And so I did end up going into pharmaceutical sales. I thought, oh gosh, this is the next step. This is fantastic. But it was not skincare. It was thyroid medication. And it was miserable, okay? Because it was great that I had all this wonderful things and I could say that I was a pharmaceutical rep and that's so glamorous, but it was, you know, thyroid medication. So I I hated it and I traveled a lot. And so I ended up, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. you say that because you're right. I think a lot of us in as skincare um, account executives, you know, we kind of look to these pharmaceutical reps as like coveted positions, right? Like, oh, that would be just mm-hmm. so great. They get the car, they get these expenses yeah. that, you know, skincare yeah. companies sometimes can't afford. But, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting because it seems like, again, you strayed away a little bit from your passion and you kind of realized I love all the bells and whistles, but I really miss the yeah. skincare side, right? Yes. And that's exactly what happened. And so I, I worked as a pharmaceutical sales rep and um, I did not like it, but I just stuck it out. And then I received a call from Dermalogica. So a competitor of your ads. And I was out of the skincare industry for about, you know, two years. So it was kind of okay to jump ship. And I went and worked for Dermalogica, the International Dermal Institute, which is um, such a great company. A lot of estheticians look up to the educators and um, the sales reps and and Jane, who really started um, skincare in the spa industry. And it was fantastic. And I learned so much working for Dermalogica, but I was still in the business part of it, um, reaching out all to all the estheticians in, in Nevada, Southern Nevada and Southern Utah. 
And I think that was just my territory, but it was um, a great learning experience as well. And I was with Dermalogica for about uh, five years before I opened uh, Skin Bar in 2004. So now I know that you said you struggled with acne and, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure along the way, obviously your skin is so clear now. So at what point mm-hmm. did you start to see a difference with your own skin? Was it um, when you started working with Murad? Did your skin, you know, finally get the attention that it needed? Or was it before that? Did you end up having to go to a dermatologist or what happened with your, your skin? Well, it it actually started... Yeah, I started clearing up or learning about the skin function and learning how to take care of my skin when I worked with Dr. Murad. And um, I I still though suffered with acne when I was a sales rep, you know, and it was a, a struggle. You know, I, I know some, I would walk into some accounts and they're kind of looking at me like, wait, what about your, you know, you have some acne going on. So I did have hormonal acne and it was also to my diet, you know, it, Diet plays a, a big role um, with your overall health and your skincare. And even though I was using wonderful products, you know, you have to look at the inside. And Dr. Mira did have supplements, skin supplements. I feel like he was one of the first ones that started with um, skin, um, internal skincare. Mm-hmm. And so that helped a great deal. Um, really taking care of the inside because if you have a you know, Diet Coke, Dorito kind of diet, yeah. you know, it, it still is not going to work if you're, you know, even though you're using good skincare. So I, it, it all started to come along when I started working with Dr. Murad. And then um, even after having kids, the hormonal, um, it's just my hormones were balanced out after having kids as well and mm-hmm. really taking care of my skin. But thankfully now you know, my skin is very clear. Yeah, yeah, I would never have known that you suffered with acne. And, you know, it was great. I know I met you probably about eight years ago when I, you know, came to Vegas and started in outside sales. And I remember coming into your spa and boutique and I, I really honestly, Linda, I didn't want to leave only because there's just so many great things to look at in your spa. I mean, you really have a great mm-hmm. retail eye. And, you know, mm-hmm. where did that talent come from? Because, you know, you really have a great sense of um, getting people to kind of hang out, right? And 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 want to mm-hmm. kind of look at all the things. And it's kind of a place where people go just to kind of come in and chat and like lounge around and hang <laughs> yeah. out because it's it's that kind of vibe. So where did that uh-huh. come from? Like, how did you think of that concept? Well, it all really is my background in, in sales. I would um, go into... Uh, mostly salons because really skincare was tagged on with hair and nails. Um, right. I mean, do you remember yeah. walking to a salon and then that, you know, I would ask where the esthetician is and she's like way in the back by the bathroom, there's one yeah. room and yeah. There's like the that is so true. Yes. Dryer. Yeah. That's how it kind of, that's how it was. And it still is in, in some degree. So I would look at their retail and they would have, you know, one product on the shelf as a cleanser and one, and it's that, that is not inviting. And, you know, I try to explain, you know, having three, you know, three on the shelf looks better and people because just having one on the shelf, uh, a customer might think like, how old is that product? You know, how long has it been sitting there? Uh, you know, is that 
you know, why do they only have one? So that's why when you walk in the skin bar, we really have a big retail area. And we um, are lucky enough to have a lot of doctors and even other estheticians, believe it or not, refer to skin bar, you know, go get their, you know, they have a lot of products there. They have great makeup or they have great skincare. So, Mm -hmm. you know, go, go there, you know, they'll have it there type of thing. So that's how, um, so that's, so I feel like retail is very, very important in a it spa. Is. It sometimes is the missing link. I think a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. spend a lot of time developing their treatment mm-hmm. protocols. They invest a lot in, you know, equipment and they have beautiful mm-hmm. treatment rooms, but then the retail right. area can sometimes be a little lackluster or just very simple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. people love to browse and shop and, you know, the way your space is laid out is, is really quite incredible. And it's always new and changing. You're always kind of moving things around. And um, mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, something I always noticed about your business. Well, it, well, it's good feng shui to do that, to move things around and get the energy moving. When I opened up Skin Bar, I did have a feng shui expert come in and just kind of um, show me some things to do, you know, where to hang a mirror, where not to hang a mirror, and, you know, just have the energy flowing. So I feel like that's really important, um, especially too, if you're opening up a business, just even have someone come in and just kind of, you know, tell you, you know, because I didn't know, I, I, you know, mapping it out. And so I had someone come in to do it for me. And it, it really works. It really does. You heard it here first. Feng shui is <laughs> like the first step in opening mm-hmm. your business. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> I, and I have a friend who does amazing feng shui. I had her on a, as a guest um, in one of my first episodes. So I, yeah, I, I'm a total believer. I, and the vibe does feel very welcoming. And again, it's all about the retail. And I, it probably does go back to your mm-hmm heavy sales background. Okay. So you have this beautiful spa. You Mm -hmm. have a great team. I know you always have had really amazing estheticians working for you Mm -hmm. and, you know, you built this business, you have a lot of, you know, repeat business, which is very important, Mm -hmm. but what would people be most surprised about? Because obviously, you know, when you walk in, everything's great. You have all this beautiful stuff. Is there anything that people might be surprised to learn about owning a spa and boutique like that? Well, um, so when I went in to, when I opened up Skin Bar, I really didn't know a lot about opening up a salon because I never worked at a salon or spa. You know, my background was sales. So I really didn't know what I was doing. Okay. So honestly, and, um, that might have actually been a good thing. I feel like sometimes people know so much that it just kind of scares them. You know, I didn't have fear because I didn't know. I kind of, I, I learned on the job. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I definitely did make mistakes. I, I really did. And that's okay. You know, um, when you make mistakes, you, you learn and you grow. And um, if you don't make mistakes, you just, you know, it just, it's really important to make mistakes and to, you know, not think that you know everything. Um, I also didn't want just like a girly place. I didn't want it to, I didn't want pink and um, frills or anything like that. I want it to be very unisex. I want our male customers, and we have quite a few male customers, um, come in and feel comfortable, you know, teens as well. We have a, a large teen clientele to feel like it's not just a grown-up place, that this is, you know, good for 
everyone. Um, and I also, it was really important for me to um, really not use the word luxurious or pampering in anything. And I think I told you about this before, because when times are tough, which times are tough right now, um, people kind of delete or they don't do anything for themselves, you know, that is luxurious or pampering. I mean, it's like, huh, what can I get rid of? Anything that is going to be something unnecessary. And so skincare really, in my eyes, is necessary. It's a necessity. You know, um, when you have acne, like I did, it's um, your, your self-esteem is so low and um, it's, you know, you'll do whatever it takes to clear up your skin. And that's a necessity. It's not a, a luxurious pampering foo-foo treatment and so none of you know, if you look at our brochures or our website it never does it say uh come pamper yourself it's it, it, no because some treatments are not pampering it they're you know get down and dirty extractions and you may not cry but you may you know not feel um comfortable right, <laughs> you know it's just right. it's one of the things that it's we're this is a real this intense treatment for you not but some of our treatments, customers do feel, oh, you know, relaxed, of course, because there is some massage involved. But um, yeah, it, it's just, it's really, I, I'm, I'm really surprised when I see a lot of uh, salons or skincare centers that really target more luxurious treatments. I'm like, well, you know, it's a necessity. <laughs> you know, that's, I'm always like, it's a necessity. So that's, I think there's a lot to be learned from that. And, you know, not using the words, okay, so you don't use the words pampering, luxurious, and what was the third word? I don't use relaxing either, even though it is a relaxing treatment. I try not to use relaxing. Uh, That might slip once in a while, but definitely luxurious. I mean, you know what I'm talking about with um, a lot of European lines. Um, You know, a lot of European skincare lines are very caviar and luxurious you yeah. know and maybe even have perfume in them because mm-hmm. it's you know so I I stay away from those lines I really you know I, when I look at a skincare line it's like is this going to change the skin like right. I want it to change skin mm-hmm. so I want it to do something and 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 our clients want that too Right. No, but I think that's a really great tip, especially right now, as you said, you know, this is a little tougher time for our industry with Mm -hmm. the coronavirus. So yeah, maybe Mm -hmm. just kind of reassessing your menu and taking away maybe some Mm -hmm. of those, those words and really kind of Mm -hmm. treating your business as necessity so that people aren't so quick to eliminate that from their budget. Right. Um, I think that's really, really great perspective. And I'm, I'm so glad that you shared that. What has been the craziest thing that's happened. I mean, come on, 16 years of business. I remember the last thing, I'll just say this. I think it was, it Mm -hmm. was awful, but I remember you got all your front windows, like some crazy person, like (laughs) broke your windows. I remember feeling so bad. And I I think I sent you cookies or flowers. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is awful. Yes, that was awful. Yeah, that was awful. That was awful. (laughs) There were, I guess, two people that were really hitting up all the salons and spas here in Las Vegas. And I would get a call from an owner. You know, I got, uh, uh, I don't even say robbed. It was more like 
they they're they would um, crash the uh, glass of the door and go in and take everything and and leave and um, I would have several owners because everyone kind of knows each other in this town it is a small town and so I thought oh my gosh like there's no way they're gonna you know, there's, you know, I, I thought to myself, there's no way, there's no way. I have an alarm system. I'm kind of tucked away, you know, there, yeah. So sure enough, on, uh, it was Memorial Day and um, a couple years ago, and I, they went through my window, took all my, and, and really they, they knew what they were taking. It was high-end skincare products. Mm-hmm. So the rumor was that they were going to take the high-end skincare products and sell them on eBay or whatever they do. But um, yeah, that was, that was horrible. That was the only time that I um, have ever had anyone break in um, and rob us in, in all the years. And that, that was horrible. And what then happened? The news came. I was even on Spanish news. Okay. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I don't. So someone told someone, I guess, and the the news came and interviewed me. And even Telemundo came. And my Spanish is not very good. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry to say. And I just tried anyway. I thought, okay, my Guatemalan mom is going to be so proud of me seeing me on Telemundo because she watches <laughs> Telemundo. And I did say a little bit in Spanish and then I ended up speaking English but it was uh, interesting and they did catch the thieves thankfully so um, hopefully um, they won't and be see, around. see this is but a lesson was... to all the people out there that buy professional skincare on these sites mm-hmm. like eBay and um, wherever walmart.com you know lots of times that's stolen property mm-hmm from hardworking yeah. professionals. So please shop local, shop through your beauty professional. I beg of you if you are a consumer listening yeah. because that is just so detrimental to our industry. It was. It, it was so eye-opening, I feel, like exactly what you're saying. I mean, it's a swap me. I mean, wherever, if, if you're getting a really good deal or if you're getting, I, I, I just, you know, it's stolen product. And we do try to, you know, I, I, I'm, uh, because of my sales background, I'm okay with the online shopping, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's some great online. And so we just will match price, the match the price of Mm -hmm. of product and things like that. I mean, you just have to do things like that. I mean, it's so easy at two o'clock in the morning, to shop online. Like I get hey, it. I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. But I love that you said that because I think, you know, when I was in outside sales, you know, one of the biggest complaints, you know, from smaller spas or, you know, estheticians working in their own practice mm-hmm. was, you know, they hated the online opportunities that were available for people mm-hmm. to shop. And, you know, I would suggest to them, you know, well, you'll have to kind of stay competitive, you know, have a, your own mm-hmm. rewards program, have, you know, a mm-hmm. savings avenue for your, for your customer. You know, you may have to discount or, you know, I love that you said that you'll match pricing because you have mm-hmm. to kind of go with the flow of the industry and of business and, you know, online sales is here to stay. So we just now have Mm -hmm. to like adapt, right? What are some ways in your business that you have adapted? Well, you know, during the pandemic, we were closed like all the other businesses. And so we did, um, um, we would do free delivery and I would do free um, mail out as well. But 
it was actually, you know, we would take the product, put it in a bag with tissue, and I would drop it off on people's doorstep. I mean, I did that quite a bit just mm-hmm. to still, you know, kind of adapt. Um, we um, do the price matching. We do um, the referral card. So if uh, a client um, refers a friend, they get 20% off and mm-hmm. the client gets 20% off. So we try to do things like that as well. Um, we have an email um, a newsletter that we send out. We try to send it out once a week, but I get really lazy. So it's about every other week. But in the newsletter, we'll have a promotion and a, a coupon or a special. So we really try to get people on our email list so that we could, um, you know, offer savings to our loyal customers. So, mm-hmm. And then on our Instagram, and um, we also try to promote a product or throw out whatever, you know, come in for with a gift with purchase. A lot of our accounts, um, a lot of our vendors do give us little trial sizes and, you know, you just have to ask, you know, that's the whole thing. I'm, I'll just ask today. I was talking to one of my vendors. I'm like, can I get something so we can give customers we could bundle? And they're like, absolutely. We'll send you, you know, 50 or whatever. But if I didn't ask, then I wouldn't have gotten it. So, you know, you really have to just ask and I mm-hmm. think in the beginning it's hard to ask or we get scared to ask or whatever it is but yeah. um that's people like that and then they try the little product and then hopefully they love it and they buy the full size mm-hmm. that's the whole thing and you know since yeah. you have been you know an outside sales rep you know you're a business owner you know what advice do you give to account executives in this day and age you know how do you as an account executive selling and there's so much competition now, there's so many amazing skincare mm-hmm. brands out there. Like, is there like one thing that you can share from all of your experience that you think can really make a difference for them? Um, well, now that I'm a spa owner, I would actually be a better sales rep. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, tell. that's how I yeah. feel because, yes. Um, well, as so, you know, the saying you buy from people you like, I mean, you know that thing. I mean, as a sales rep, I would always think that in the back of my head, you know, the people buy uh, from people that they like. And so um, one thing is um, with sales reps, I love that they give, you know, me, the owner, attention, but I really, really love it when they give the estheticians, front desk, you know, attention as well, because, um it's great. You know, I'm going to write the check. I'm going to pay for it. But my staff, you know, my girls also need to get excited about the product. And so when, you know, I talk to a sales rep about, you know, a, you know, they, they want me to, you know, buy $3,000 worth of product, which is great and wonderful. But really, you know, let's give attention to, to the staff, you know, mm-hmm. talk to them, make appointments with them. Um, really get them on board because if they're working and not selling it, then it's still going to stay there yeah. on the shelf. Yeah. So everyone needs to be on board and everyone needs to be excited about it. So definitely account executives really need to pay attention to everybody because a lot of times they do just, and I, I, I'm guilty of this, just pay attention to the owner because the owner really is the deciding factor and is going to pay for it. So, right. you know, the owner is the one that's getting all the attention, but yeah. um with my team, I want everyone to just be on board or I'm not going to bring in the line. You know, mm-hmm. I want everyone to be excited about it. Now, today I um, had 
someone that's been trying to get in touch with me. Um, and I just, I've been busy. I'm doing this and that, whatever. And she ended up making a facial appointment with me. So I got, I, she, <laughs> so she actually booked a facial with me and I gave her a facial while she was talking to me about the product. So I thought, I actually really like this because she really took the time out. She booked the facial with me um, and talked to me the whole time about her product. And I'm now interested in her line. I love it. I had I love that. It. Yeah. yeah. And, she, and she got something uh -huh. out of it too. She got a great facial and it's a win-win <laughs> yeah. for both people. <laughs> I know. And she really just had my attention the whole time so it was yeah it was a good move and I actually was very impressed so I I think I am going to purchase some of her skincare products because uh, I, I liked them you know I liked what she had to say uh oh so now um, you're going to probably be getting asked by a lot of reps now to, <laughs> to, to book a facial no, so that I, they can talk to you about their brand <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I just I've never I never did that before but yeah it was a it was a good move I, I liked it yeah I forgot well, what the top, what what the question was. Either. Well, what I was going to ask you too was, I know um, when we were talking before we started recording, I loved the mm -hmm. advice that you gave about just kind of getting out of your comfort zone. I think that's so important for everybody mm -hmm. in business, no matter where you are, whether you're an esthetician, hairstylist, sales rep, spa director. It's so important to stretch and grow and do something uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And you were sharing that when mm -hmm. you first started filming with Fox 5 More Show, you were mm -hmm. a little like, oh, like, I don't know if I can do this. And now it seems like mm -hmm. you're such a natural and, you know, you make it seem so effortless. But do you want to reiterate and, and share what you had told me earlier? Yeah, absolutely. So I am the beauty expert on the More Show. And when I received a call, it was about eight years ago. And I don't know if you remember this story. There was a woman that put her child in a tanning booth and they called her the tanorexic mom. Do you remember that? I it was do. all over national news. And I so do. I received a call from a producer and she said, you know, I got your name from, I don't know, someone that knows you. And could you come on the show and, and just show how to bronze the, the face um, in a natural way instead of, you know, going to the tanning booth. And I was ready to say no because I was scared and I didn't want to make a fool out of myself. And I, you know, makeup, I, even though I love makeup and I, and I'm, you know, I, I like to play with makeup and I do makeup also in clients. I, I still was kind of nervous because it was more of a makeup bronzy in the face. And all of a sudden I said, yes. And I'm like, okay, wait, can I take that back? Because I just said yes. And I have zero TV experience. And I don't want to look dumb. You know, I mean, all these things are going through my head because, again, it's out of my comfort zone. And so I just um, put on my big pants and did the show and I, they liked it. And they said, we loved it. Can you come on in two weeks and talk about, um, I think it was like now Father's Day, do a Father's Day special and you know how to bring the spa home to dad and I thought oh my gosh this is great okay so I just I had other opportunities back you know I don't know 
12, 14 years ago. And I always said no, because I was scared. And when this opportunity came to me, I thought, gosh, you know, and you have to, like you said, stretch out a little bit, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And I'm, I, I've been doing this now for about eight years, the TV show, and I still get nervous. You know, everyone's like, oh, you're natural. And, you know, you can't tell you're nervous, but I do. I just mm-hmm. kind of talk to myself and say, Linda, this is good for skin bar. So, you know, do a good job. And, you know, I just kind of give myself a little pep talk. It's a little, it's a cheerleader in me back in high school. I was a cheerleader. It's just, you know, I kind of give myself a little pep talk. And yeah, that's what you have to do though. That's you have to do to grow your business. And I feel like the, the TV show has really, because um, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, Claudia, I don't promote Skin Bar on the TV show because I'm, I'm their beauty expert to talk about, um, you know, Neutrogena, self-tanner and so-and-so's, um, you know, I, I talk about so many different lines. It's not just the lines I carry at Skin Bar because I am also, you know, talking about so many different things, not just related or skincare related it could mm-hmm. be you know hair related so it's um it's been great I mean I, I do my research I'm go, I go online and and try to find you know um you know the right products to use on the show sometimes I buy them a lot of times people give me products they'll send me products which is nice too because then I don't have to go out but um yeah no it's been it's been great I I really enjoy it yeah. And so, you know, yeah, you are a natural. I know it's, it's, I think it's probably a good thing to be a little nervous because I think everyone gets a little butterflies in their stomach mm-hmm. before they have to go on stage or, you know, talk in front mm-hmm. of anybody. It's like, oh, um, but it's, it's mm-hmm. those things that really push you and make you better. And you probably mm-hmm. seem like a natural because you've been doing it for so long. You know, now it's, you know, kind of second nature, even though you do get nervous still. I think that's great. Yeah, but it really too, because I know your listeners are from all over. I mean, every city has a more show type show in the morning. You know, Uh I mean, you know, every city has, so every show would need a beauty expert, you know, a a beauty. Yeah. So really, you know, if that's something that you're interested in, you can contact, you know, a a TV station and ask them, I, I, I was lucky enough that they contacted me, but you know, if, if that's something that you want to do to help with your business, you could do that. I think that's great advice to everyone listening. And it's like, you never get anything in life unless you ask, you know, sometimes it's mm-hmm. just simply asking and the worst that they could say mm-hmm. is not right now or no, but you never know until mm-hmm. you try. So I, I think that's really, you know, very sage wisdom for sure. And mm-hmm. I know that you, you know, shared a little bit about, you know, some of the words that you have eliminated from your, your vocabulary and menu so that mm-hmm. your treatments are always seen as a necessity. Is there anything else you can share with us? Because again, I know a lot of us are in a, you know, difficult time with our businesses because of this virus and everyone's trying to get back on track is, you know, with all of your years experience, is there anything else you could share that has been working for you? Well, you know, I, and I'm going back to my business sales background and from, you know, buying from people you like, and that's really the same, you know, when clients come in, when customers walk into Skin Bar, you know, I want them to feel good. I want them 
to like what they see. I want them to um, like our staff. So that, you know, it's really important to be likable and be a people person. Um, it's important nowadays to um, reach out on your social media. I mean, that's so huge right now. And social media is free. <laughs> you know, I, back in the day, I remember paying to advertise on the radio. I mean, do not do that. <laughs> that was uh, a mistake. But now there's so many free, you know, advertising that you could do on your social media and uh, Facebook and um, I'm not on TikTok. I don't know how you can do that on TikTok, but you know, you really should take advantage of that and take advantage of um, um, the other businesses around. We um, are right next to a hair salon and a, and a nail salon and they refer to us and we refer to them. So really partnering with other business businesses around um, Today, I received a call from a, a new customer, and he was referred by a doctor, a dermatologist, and he, uh, the, the dermatology office um, said, you know, go to Skin Bar, they'll, um, you know, pop your zits kind of thing, you know, they'll extract, we <laughs> okay. don't extract here, yeah. and, and a lot of times doctors don't, they'll just write the prescription and, and you know, use your um, uh, Cetaphil, and here's a prescription for right. Accutane type of thing, and and the patient just walks out going, but I still have, I, I don't like what I see on the surface, you know, blackheads, whatever. So, you know, we have partnered um, with, and not even partnered, we just have now um, really reached out to other dermatology offices and things that we cannot touch. And, and lots of times things that look a little scary, but we don't want to, you know, scare the client, but just say, you know, in a nice way, you should have a doctor look at this. Here is a, a card. And so they know we don't have a doctor on staff. So they, that's why they refer to us. They know that we're not doing what they're doing and they're not doing what we're doing type of thing. So right. I think it's really important to really reach out to other businesses and that'll help grow your business. I think that's great advice. And I think, you know, it may seem kind of basic, but I think a lot of people forget mm -hmm. to do that or, you know, mm -hmm. they just, don't do it, you know, not for any other reason. Maybe mm -hmm. like you said, maybe they're just um, shy about it or mm -hmm. don't even know how to approach that. But it is so mm -hmm. important to network, I guess is the key word there is just to yeah. keep networking and to get on social. And, and I think social mm -hmm. is so important if you can just be real you know, with your, yeah. um, your followers and your, your friends on, on Instagram and, and just kind of keep it real. I think people, I know mm -hmm. I relate to accounts that, you know, show like not always a, a, you know, glitzy positive side all the time. Like, you know, nobody has a perfect life. So it's nice just to see some realness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's so true. And we had such a great time last year at your party. Um, it mm -hmm. was a real big shindig. It was, was that your 16 mm -hmm. year or was that 15? It was 15. It was 15. Um, last year. <laughs> Yeah, that was, awesome? a good, that was a good night. We had a, a lot of fun. It was fun to be a part of it. And it was so great to see, you know, your customers coming in and you could tell that they just love you and love your staff. And, you know, they're very loyal. I think that's one thing I can say mm -hmm. about your business, you know, from looking out, looking in is your customers are mm -hmm. definitely loyal. And I think that always goes to the owner. So you should feel so good and so proud of what you built. 
And I know you've helped launch careers for many estheticians that have worked for mm -hmm. you over the years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in your own way, you've given back to the industry in, in, in some big ways. So congratulations on that, Linda. I think that's wonderful. Thank, thank you. Thank you. So, well, it feels thanks good. for, uh, I mean, you know, what's, what's that? Yeah. No, I was going to say. It feels good when you follow your passion, you know, following your passion. Yeah. And that's what I've enjoyed so much about, you know, this podcast is just talking to other people that love it as much as I do. And I know you're one of those people. Mm -hmm. So I was so thrilled when you agreed to share your wisdom and your story with us. So thanks so much for being on the Beauty Debut Podcast. And I really appreciate all of your tidbits of wisdom. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you liked this episode, I would be grateful if you would rate and review and be sure to subscribe so you can get notified when the next episode goes live. To learn more about makeup, skincare, self-care, and my personal go-to products, visit thebeautydebut.com. Do you want to continue today's conversation? You can find me on Instagram at thebeautydebut and on LinkedIn at Claudia Fabian.